Greetings and welcome to The Dream Coach with Hubert Neal Jr. Hope you guys are doing well today. Um, yeah, I always look forward to uh, doing the podcast every week. Um, I'm wondering if I should do it twice a week. Haven't decided yet though. Still trying to figure that out, but definitely enjoyed doing it once a week. So this week, I wanted to talk about this uh, article that I read, courtesy of artworkarchive.com. All right. And they have this wonderful article about the things that you should give up if you want to be a successful artist. And so I thought I would uh, share those things with you and then give you my spin on it as well okay so wherever you are in your career you're gonna at some point put pressure on yourself it's what we do right when we want to do something well when we want to be good when we want to be great some of those things are healthy some of those things are unhealthy okay so the first one is you want to give up on the not enough mind frame, right? Successful artists don't frame things around not enough. There's never enough time, not enough money, not enough confidence, not enough of whatever it is at that moment to make or do what you need to do to be a successful artist. They all point to an underlying fear of not being enough. You've heard it before. You've heard people say, well, you know, I need, you know, I can't paint because I don't have this particular color or I need this particular brush or I don't have the right outfit to, to perform, to do this performance or, you know, I need classes before I start singing. And it's not that there aren't things that can't help us, but Sometimes you need to just work with what you have at the moment, and then you just add to it. But when you get into a thing of, well, I don't have this thing, or I don't have enough of that, or I don't have money, what happens is you end up not even starting. You know, um, I'm sure that you guys see on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook and you know, you might see people sharing their talent and sharing their skills, and you might even have the opinion that, oh, this is crap. But here's the thing, though. At least they're doing it. They're sharing. They're putting their stuff out there, right? So you may not like what they're putting out, but this is a person who is not operating with excuses, right? You also want to give up on comparisons. Here's the thing about comparisons. You're always going to be better at some things than other people. And you're going to be worse at other things. And dwelling on that isn't going to help you one way or another. Okay. In fact, it stifles your creativity as an emerging artist to compare yourself to someone who's 20 years into their career. And that's one thing to look at someone 
who's, you know, deep into their career and admire them and want to learn certain things from them. But you're at different points. So don't beat yourself up and, you know, oh, my God, I'm not there. I'm not where they should. Look at it as something that you can aspire to. But just know that your journey is going to be, you know, different than that other person. So the only person you really need to compete with is yourself. Okay? Make sure that that's the only person that you're competing with. All right? And this ties into what I was already talking about earlier, which is give up on making excuses. If you want to be a successful artist, you have to show up. You have to do the work. If you're like any other artist in the world, you probably said to yourself at one point or another, I can't go to the studio because, I don't know, I'm too busy today. Or, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. Or, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I'm heartbroken. Or my family relies on me. This particular... It's not that these things aren't important or that they don't matter, but when you insert them in the narrative of an excuse for why you can't take care of your passion or do the thing that you wanted to do, well, then you're only doing yourself a disservice because we can always come up with things that are going to stop us from doing something, right? So you got to ask yourself, How do I overcome that, right? It may not be pleasant at the time, but are you playing the long game here? You got to put in that work. You don't get better. It's just like going to the gym, something I've been dealing with. Um, I haven't been to the gym in a long time. Uh, Once the the pandemic, you know, hit, It was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I made excuses, you know. I mean, I always go for my walks. But, I mean, if you really want to, like, you know, take care of your health, you need to make sure that you're also watching what you're eating and, um, you know, doing the type of training, whether it's weight training or endurance training or, or, um, or cardio. And I was one of those people that, you know, I ended up, you know, just, uh, on the couch much more than I probably should have been, okay? Um, and ordering out way too much. Um, and just, uh, yeah. And the pounds just kept adding and adding and adding. And so finally, you know, I recognized, okay, you need to do something. And I had to, you know, get myself in gear, you know? And um, getting back into the gym is, is frustrating in that, we want those results and we want them to come, you know, but you have to just trust the process. So I, I had to mentally say, okay, for the first month or two, you're probably not going to see that much change. You'll probably see a little bit here and there. And so it's just the, you know, just the discipline of just going. But before you, and, and, and once you make it normal, once you just make it a part of your life, which is a lifestyle change, and then eventually, You'll start to see the results. It's the same thing with practicing your craft. Okay? Now, another thing is try to give up working all the time. Right? Sure, you gotta store up to the you gotta show up to the studio. Right? 
wherever you work, even when you don't want to do it. But you also have to know when to leave, when to take time to relax, you know, think. I always tell people a lot of the art happens upstairs in your head, okay? The execution is actually, so, you know, it's a smaller part. You know, we, we, we come up with things, we craft them, and, you know, it, it's like how many times do you, how much time do you spend in practice, in rehearsal, writing down and you're writing things in your sketchbook, and how much of that work do people never see, right? Okay? And, and, and then how much are you actually, you know, executing, right? Um, but... But you also have to know when to take a break. You also have to know when, you know, inspiration is not always going to be there and you have to persevere and push yourself through. But if you've, you know, if you've put in a couple of hours, you know, a day, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm hungry. Listen to yourself, you know. Go eat. I forget to eat when I'm caught up in something. It's not a good thing. Um, it's okay to take a walk. If you're frustrated, it's okay to stop. You're going to come back to it, Right? Slow and steady wins the race. And you have to make sure that you're always investing in your body and your mind as well, okay? Because if those things are not in tip-top shape, how is your art going to be? Um, how are you going to put out quality art, right? So you always have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're spoiling yourself and, you know, giving yourself that, uh, that self-love. So, you know, make, make time. Make time to, to exercise. Make time to go for walks. Um, to eat right, you know. Do you like to cook? Okay, make sure you make time for that. Reach out to the people that you need to talk to. Who makes you feel good? What are the activities that make you feel good and, and you know, replenish you, you know. All those things are okay to do. is my favorite area because I hear this stuff all the time. It was something that I struggled with when I was younger because I always used to fight people. Give up taking uninformed advice to heart, okay? For a long time, I didn't, I didn't know how to ignore it. I just used to take it of offense. And what am I talking about? When people say things like, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> how about this one? When are you going to grow up? At what point does an artist realize they are not talented enough to make it? Must be nice not to have to work. Must be nice to only work when you feel like it. I think those last two seem to be um, referring to maybe when you've already, quote unquote, made it, right? But, you know, I remember, and I still hear it today, um, um, with other, you know, with younger, younger artists who complain about it. But, you know, the, the when are you going to get a real job? It's, it's amazing that people still don't look at art as a real job, right? Maybe there's, maybe they're, what they mean is maybe it's not a common job like customer service. But, I mean, art's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. And I think that's probably, <laughs> um, probably why it is taken for granted you know um but people are you know every day people are designing logos they're they're painting they're 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 photographing someone they're 
They're creating music. All these things are happening all the time. They're real jobs. People are getting paid for them. But people who are clinging on to um, cliches from 20, 30 years ago, you know, that's what it is too. People kind of, they hear some things growing up and they get used to a certain way and then they never revisit those things and see if that they're still true. For example, you know, London is one of my favorite places to go, right? And I remember the first time I was making a trip to London and all people would tell me was, yeah, it's going to be nice. You have a good time, you know, um, lots to do and see. But they would always say the same thing. They would always say, oh, but the food, food in England is horrible. It's terrible. It's, you know, and I remember hearing that growing up along with, oh, they all have bad teeth and, and all these things. And, you know, I'm the type of person that. I'm always aware that, yeah, maybe that's your experience. But not everybody has the same experience, I'm sure. But but you have those things in the back of your head. And, of course, so I finally go. And, first of all, with the teeth, I can't tell whether they're better than worse than people people's teeth here in America, right? But I ate so well, okay? They do things a little different, but that's what travel is about. You know, like I don't, I love mushrooms, but I don't particularly want mushrooms with my breakfast, right? That's something that they do along with like blood sausage and, and, and blood cake. And, um, but I, but I like eggs. They have eggs. I like sausage. They have, so you know what I mean? So it's just, there's a different palate for certain things, but the same way we've got fine dining here, they've got fine dining there. So it, it just, it, it's insane to me how people can say, oh, the food is horrible across the board. I ate so well there. So it's the same thing. So just understand that, you know, when people, you know, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to get a real job? And it, it's coming from ignorance. And I guess in some way, maybe they just care about your, say, your, your you know, your, your success and they just want you to be okay. But, you know, obviously they can do it a better way. But here's the thing. Don't let that stuff you know, ruin your day and ruin your mood. Just understand that these are people that are uninformed. And, you know, um, it's unfortunate that it's it's our job to educate. <laughs> but when you're in the mood, when you have the time, take some time and educate them. You know, let them know what's really going on. Or let them know that you are, you do have a real job. It just so happens that you enjoy it. And who doesn't want to enjoy a job that they that they have, right? I can't tell you how many people I know that hate what they do and are just looking <laughs> looking forward to retirement or vacation or the weekend or, or till you know, five, six o'clock when the day's over. They live for those moments, okay? So, you know, educate people as you, uh, as you go along and don't take these things to heart because remember, these people don't know you. They don't really know what you do even, you know? And give up perfectionism, right? Everything has to be perfect. If, if, if God, there's one thing that just bothers me all the time, and just it's you hear people say it all the time. Well, no one's perfect, and I don't know why it's even a thing. If no one's perfect, why do we even talk about it? Why do we hold each other to these unrealistic um, ideals? You know. And, and, and it, 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 it's so unhealthy, and we beat ourselves up about it. I can't tell you how many, um, you know, 
when it comes to like a someone who's drawing or painting, I can't tell you how many people will rip up their page out of their sketchbook or cover over something or just, you know, punch their canvas because they're like, you know, this is just horrible, you know, and it's not the way I want it. And it's like it's not that deep, you know. Um, come back and try again. One of the one of the um, one of the most profound moments when I was in art school is I remember one of my teachers told me they said you know we were you know we had a we had a school store where we could get all our art supplies and um, I remember um, you know getting my stuff for the first time my first year and I got an eraser and we were in drawing class and I remember distinctly them telling I think it was Robert Jacobs. I remember him saying, you know, people up until this point, you know, you've never had art school before. Then you think that an eraser is just for taking away. But he said, if you're paying attention during this semester, you'll learn that an eraser can also be a drawing tool. It was just like a revolutionary, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, because, you know, you grow up, you get your little number two pencil, you're at school, you mess up, you erase it. So we're just used to that, right? But not when you're drawing. Depending on, you know, light and dark and, 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 and what color you're trying to emulate or whatever, I can't tell you how many times I use the eraser to actually add to the composition as opposed to taking away. So that's an example. Same thing. And I don't know if you like jazz. I love jazz. It's really hard. You know, a, a, a big part of jazz is improvisation, right? So it's really hard to know when someone is making a mistake. <laughs> you know, because artists can, you know, if you don't know what's intended and you're just listening and absorbing how do you know when they're making a mistake and they're all working together you know sometimes the what you you know think is beautiful was something unintended you know and you just work with it but even if you end up creating something and you're just not happy with it that's okay create something else it's not the end of the world stop beating yourself up about this thing to be perfect. And give up feeling selfish. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. Now there's good selfish and, I, and, and like I say there's, there's bad selfish. To me bad selfish is I don't know pulling out some food and eating it in front of people and not offering or sharing. You know, I mean, I know not everybody probably um, agrees with that analogy, but I don't know. I was, I was, I was brought up that you know, you have something and you're gonna do it around people you share. You know, so I um, to me that's kind of like a that's the kind of selfishness you don't want to be known for. But selfishness in terms of like, you know, no, nah, you know, I. I don't want to go out tonight, guys. I want to stay home and I want to work on my painting or I want to work on my song. Um, that's okay. Like, do those things. You know, one of the things that I remember um, when, you know, 
when I used to tell people I wanted to be an artist and, you know, people who didn't understand, they'd say, well, why don't you do something respectable, like be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher? And I said that those things are great. I said, and they have their value. They're, they're, they're invaluable things um, that we need, especially um, when it comes to being a doctor or a teacher. I feel like these people are, you know, essential, right? I said, but what addresses how we live, right? Teachers educate. Doctors, you know, they, they help us extend our life and lead a healthy life. Lawyers, sometimes they... Sometimes they can protect us from people who are trying to do us harm, sometimes. <laughs> um, but who and what gives you a reason for living? Who gives you those intangible feelings that you can get from nowhere else? Artists do that. Think about your favorite song and all the memories that come up when you hear it. And how does it make you feel? Or your favorite movie. Right? Or, or that painting that you have hanging up on your wall. Why is it there? What is it doing? It gives us a purpose. Art gives us a reason for living. Right? And I think everybody wants, uh, cares about quality of life. You ever hear somebody at the end of their life? Or, or when people are contemplating the end? How often do you hear people say, hey, you know, if there's a chance you know, that you can save me, then do what you need to. But if I'm going to be a vegetable or something like that, or I can't move, or I can't do this, or I don't have the type of quality of life that I can enjoy, then pull the plug, right? What are they saying? Obviously, it's a very personal decision, and there are lots of variables that go into it. But what's the essence? The person is saying, I want to enjoy whatever time I have. And that's however they... Um, you know, however they define joy, right? They want to enjoy it. They want to be present. They want to have fun. That's what artists do. Artists provide those things, okay? So never feel guilty about having a weird career or a different career from the people around you um, and wanting to spend time on that. You know, I... I know lots of people who work nine to five and they cannot wait until five o'clock so they can go home. And then usually, you know, it's, it's to hang out, go drink, do whatever, but they just cannot wait to um, get home, right? Or just leave. But when you're passionate about something, you don't think that way. I work every single day and I forget it's work sometimes because it's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy drawing, painting, designing, you know, um, writing. Um, and so, you know, thankfully I make a living off of it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's work. It's my life at, at, at the same time. And don't let anybody make you feel guilty for that. Okay. If you enjoy it, that's all that matters. And here's another one. Give up on your need for praise. Okay. Now, this is hard because we all want acceptance. We want people, we want to know that people like us. We want to know that people like what we do. And it's a scary, scary thing to put yourself out there, right? To share your, your drawings and your paintings, to, to post something on social media. 
you know, for people to, to, to see it and, and, and pick it apart. But that's also part of the process, right? And, and, and here's the thing. I think, you know, positive reinforcement is, is, is important. But at, just be honest with yourself as to why, you, why you're doing this thing. You know, why, why do you want to be an artist? Because, you know, some people just want to be famous. And that's okay. Um, I don't know if that's a healthy way, though. I don't know if that's, if that's something that will sustain you. If it's only to be famous or it's only to get, you know what I mean? I always feel like you need to be feeling yourself, feeding yourself internally as well. And so I think that the, the problem is that can arise is when we, when we define ourselves and rely on external, um, you know, adulation and, and praise. And so if you're relying on that and then it's, it, you're getting it, okay, great. But then what happens when people take it away? What happens when they find someone else that they like? What if they don't like your stuff anymore, right? Um, and then you suffer. If, if, you've, if you've only based your happiness and your satisfaction on, on praise, um, I can see how that can be problematic if, um, if one day you stop getting that. Okay? So, you know, take the positive words. Take the pats on the back, you know. Um, nod and smile, but make sure that, you know, if you want to be a healthy person, and that means a healthy artist, um, make sure you're doing this because you love it and you would do it, you know, if no one was watching. It's one thing I learned a long time ago. I'm going to do this regardless. It's nice to be able to make a living. It's nice if people like your stuff. But those are not the reasons why I did it. I just, I've always wanted to do it. It's just been my driving force to express myself in these ways. Okay? And as long as you make yourself happy with that, then everything else is gravy. And give up on the myth of the scattered genius artist. You've heard this before, right? The romanticism, the Vincent Van Gogh cutting off his ear. And, you know, oftentimes artists will try and wiggle, you know, wiggle out of this by saying something on the lines of, um, I'm an artist, I'm not a, I'm not a business person, or I'm not good with technology. Like, like when we're not good at other things. Like I remember... You know, when I was a kid and, you know, I was not good at math. I don't know why. It, my, it just didn't work uh, the same way everything else did. Reading, science, everything else made sense. But math was like, it, it was just like another language to me. But you know what I used to tell people? I used to tell my mother, I used to say, hey, it doesn't matter. I don't need this because I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> and then fast forward, it's crazy how much I, I need to <laughs> know about numbers uh, based upon what I'm selling and just being a, being a businessman. So, you know, the, 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 the irony. But a lot of times, because we're creative people, we will use that as an excuse for when we're deficient in other areas. And, and you're just lying to yourself, okay? It's just an excuse for being too lazy to learn basic skills or skills that are necessary for, you know, being a, a smart business person. And, you know, it may not be a natural thing for us, but it's something that you need to learn. And I don't know if the business of art, I don't know if the business of anything is natural to most people. But it is interesting how often you hear creative people um, getting swindled by an agent, 
you know, or a gallery or, 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 or a manager, right? Because they're just like, I want to focus on the creativity stuff, and you, you over here, you do the paperwork, you handle my money. Yeah, that's not smart. It's good to have a professional to do the things that they're, you know, that, that you need them. Uh, you know, like, you know, if you're a painter or an actor, okay, yeah. It might be important to hire somebody who's a financial manager or something like that. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're just in the dark. I mean, you still need to know enough to know what they're doing <laughs> so that you know how they're handling your affairs. You know what I mean? You still have to have some idea. You can't just, that's a big risk. To just hire people to, you know, handle parts of your professional life and you don't even know what they're doing. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, part of it, it's not about knowing everything, but it's about knowing who can do things that you can't. Knowing how to delegate, knowing how to surround yourself with people who um, you don't have your best interest at heart. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, it's um, and, and it's important to be organized, you know, um, you know, as a creative, as an artist, you know, we can have really chaotic, weird lives. We don't have a, a set, um, you know, there's no nine to five schedule. So, you know, not only does being organized cut down on the stress that comes along with an art career, but it also helps you to present yourself uh, with professionalism, you know, whatever that means, depending on, you know. Um, what discipline, you know, you have. You know, it's important to know where your artwork is or who sold a piece or, you know, how, what, what percentage is, is, is your agent getting from booking, you know, this particular uh, performance, okay? It can be nearly impossible to concentrate on creating work if you're constant, if you don't even know, <laughs> like, what's going on, right? So, you know, it's important to have those things uh, in order. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I wanted to share with you today, okay? Um, you know, the good people at artworkarchive.com, uh, you know, uh, wrote a great article on the things that you should give up to be a successful artist. So, I hope you liked it. Um, check out their site too. Um, they've got other things, uh, uh, and resources for, uh, you know, people who, uh, want to be artists and also if you want to work with the dream coach one-on-one -on -one, virtually or in person if you're in uh, Santa Monica or the LA area um, just know that we can uh, we can do a session we can help you to you know you want to leave corporate America and you want to become an artist or you know um, you just didn't have an opportunity to go to art school or you're a mid-career person and you're just like, F this, you know, I want to go and sing. Whatever it is, we can give you all you need, everything except the passion, okay? $500 for a session, you get one year of follow-up. Feel free to uh, reach out at the website um, if you have any questions or concerns, okay? It's the, uh, the dreamcoach.business. So, um, yeah. And so we'll uh, we will close up shop for today. Oh, we're going to let's see, not next week, but the week after, we're going to have our first. Uh, no, actually, that's wrong. Three weeks. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. But three weeks from now, we're going to have uh, our first um, guest uh, 
guest on the on the show. It's going to be Jen Terrell. She is my favorite photographer. Um, yeah, and uh, we're going to have her on the show to talk about her beginnings and her career and what she is doing now. Okay, so um, with that, I will leave you. Thank you so much for. Uh, supporting me. This is the Dream Coach with Hubert Neal Jr. Talk to you next week.